today's episode, we're going to be But also, it's kind of rewarding because you have to see shit. Um, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking to my cat. Lola. So. I feel like this, like... I feel like... <clears throat> every time I read... Hollywood celebrities tweets, I, I, I wanna... Start... Tweeting to them. Then go fucking out there. Like... A lot of them... I feel like they... They're one of those people who... Keep stoking the fire, or adding gasoline to the fire, and they just want attention. They they they, they want people to like, but we're like you, we're, we're normal like you. We we feel the same things that you feel. And the truth of the matter is, they don't. I mean, look at it this way. They live in a giant fucking mansion in California. They live behind a gated community. They have security guards. They... They have the same meltdowns. <laughs> like, here's what it is. Um, Hollywood celebrities experience a collective meltdown on Monday, following President Trump's address to the nation, which calls for which he called for national healing, while vowing to deploy the U.S. military against against Antifa and other violent protesters if state governments fail to quell the chaos. Stars including Alyssa Milano, Patricia Arquette, and Bob Reiner. I don't know why the fuck Rob Reiner even matters anymore. He hasn't done anything since Stand By Me. I mean, he's a failed actor and a soon-now failed director. Rushed to social media to express his speech, express outrage to his speech, calling the president a Gestapo, a fake Christian, a fascist. Yeah, he's a fake Christian. The man got pissed off because a church got set on fire. Yeah. <laughs> like President uh, Trump spoke Monday in the evening, evening from the Rose Garden, urging national unity, but also signaling zero tolerance policy to violence, which is. I don't blame him. He's, of course, stated that, uh, quote, uh, 
As we speak, I am dispatching thousands and thousands of heavily armed soldiers, military personnel, and law enforcement officers to stop the rioting, looting, vandalism, assault, and wanton destruction wanton destruction of property, he said, we will end it now. Uh, President Trump walked a short distance to St. John's Cathedral Church, which, uh, for those who don't know, that's been a president. It's been a church that a lot of presidents, from James Patterson to president. Uh, James Madison, sorry. James Madison to president. James Patterson wrote an amazing fucking book I read uh, about Jeffrey Epstein. Patterson wrote that. It was really cool. It's a really good book. Very disturbing. <laughs> I haven't seen the Netflix documentary, so James Madison to President Trump, and um, you know, it's been, you know, I see, I watched a church be set on fire. It was on fire, like, and it was on like light TV, and I saw it, and I was just like, the thing I said yesterday is that these rioters and Tifa people are what I I agree I agree with Trump saying that they are terrorist. These rioters and protesters don't care. I I said it yesterday like to a listener who was messaging me about yesterday's show. I said to this to a listener that these rioters and pro you know these rioters, looters people wanting to start violence didn't care about George Floyd when he was alive and they don't care about George Floyd now that he's passed on you know he was murdered they don't care they don't care about George Floyd they don't care about setting an example for peaceful protesting to have unity to change things these Thugs. When I use the word thugs, I use the word savage. They don't care about black people. They don't care about black people in inner cities because they don't live in those communities and areas. They're just showing up there to cause mayhem and chaos in their communities them leave and have a fractured community. I mean, they did that to Ferguson. Ferguson is still an unhealing wound. So, that's my thought of it. And these Hollywood celebrities, honestly, they don't give a shit about us. They don't give a shit about people in the cities. They don't give a shit about poor people. They just want to be recognized and have their ego stroked. Here's what Melissa Milano said. Fucking Trump, Gestapo, it's the death of democracy. No. Rioters, thugs, savages, looters... People who beat up business owners, people who shoot at cops. They are the death of democracy. They are the death of communication.
that's what they are. Samuel Jackson, Ice-T, and Michael Rappaport, never heard of him, rushed to conclude that the president has declared martial law. In fact, President Trump has not made no declaration of martial law. If he did, he would have said it on Monday, but he didn't. The president... The only way the president declare martial law is him saying, I am going to declare martial law on whomever, you know. Samuel L. Jackson, clearly he, he needs to, like, watch the show, watch, not the show, but I, mean, I don't think he fucking knows who I am. <laughs> Uh, I know Susan Sarandon now does because she blocked my ass on Twitter after <laughs> after I told her to shut the fuck up. <clears throat> Samuel Jackson, did I did we just hear Marshall Lawed? It's Marshall Law, not Marshall Lawed. So he just declared war on the public. I swear, a lot of these celebrities are fucking retarded. A lot of them are just, they're just retarded people, and I'd be honest with you. They would not survive in the real world. I mean, if you took away their their mansions, their money and throw their ass out on throw their ass into a home that people live paycheck to paycheck, they would not survive. They would be eaten alive in the jungle of the real world. That's what that's what would happen. It's not 1807. This is not a this is not rebellion but I think but I think it's about to get all kinds of fucked up here the world's already fucked up bud Ice-T it sounds like that to me Michael Rappaport I don't know who he is 1807 aka Martial Law Star Wars Mark Hamill repeated Martial Law while mocking President Trump holding a Bible at St. John. MAGA must appropriate God again. A lot of these celebrities... I know there's a lot of people going to be like, man, you hate them. I do. I, I hate celebrities. I don't like Hollywood... I would never want to go to Hollywood. I, in fact, would want to fight somebody <laughs> who's a celebrity. I really would. It's kind of a toss-up. It's like between... Um, it's kind of like, a, you know, fighting someone. Be kind of like a, it's a mixture. It's like, it's a toss-up. It would be either Stephen Colbert or Patton Oswalt who I'd want to beat up. I, I just would want to beat them up just for the, you know, so they finally shut the fuck up. 
Yeah. Stephen King. <laughs> Who defends Antifa. Every time I read Stephen King's tweets or comments, I feel more bad for the van that hit him than him than him getting hit. Because I feel bad for the van. Because <laughs> like, I feel like, you know, between him getting hit by a van, him doing cocaine, and all kinds of drugs, I feel like it affected him badly. I feel like that's what's going on with people like Stephen King. Yeah. something So, so let's get to the other ones. Um, oh, here's what King Stephen King wrote: Trump is politicizing the protest. Protests. Antifa, give me a break. Those look apolitical hooligans, smash and grab artists to me. <sighs> Stephen King. Uh, yeah, smash and grab. Not setting buildings on fire. Not beating the shit out of people. Not slitting a cop's throat in California trying to stop looters. Cops in my city. St. Louis, four cops shot. Yeah, those are just apolitical hooligans. Smash and grab. Give me a fucking break, Stephen. Those people are savages. They're thugs. They work in a pack. I mean, they set a church on fire. They set, you know places on fire they set a gas station on fire in St. Louis those aren't apolitical hooligans or smash and grab artists those are fucking thugs, criminals savages who need to be arrested who need to be thrown behind bars 
and not let out. That's who they are. Antifa is a terrorist group. That's who they are. You know, that's who they are. That's who they really are. Ed Helms, of course, wrote, President Trump is giving the worst speech in history of our great nation, all while attempting to create and deliberate deliberate chaos in the streets of our great capital, devoid of humanity, devoid of compassion, devoid of empathy, devoid of integrity, vote out hate. A lot of these, like, uh, a lot of these celebrities are just, yeah. A lot of these celebrities are just fucking morons. And I honestly think... I don't know what Lola's doing in there, so I'll be right back and check on her. So anyway, I'm back. Lola was kind of causing... Sorry. I was eating a french fry. <laughs> Lola was causing uh, chaos. In my living room. <laughs> so, Jeffrey Wright, who's playing, of course... <clears throat> Gordon in the the Batman movie. I'd be honest with you, Jeffrey Wright. I know a lot of people love Jeffrey Wright. You know, 
obviously. He's a great actor. I'll be honest with you, I seen him in the movie W, and he was atrocious in W. Like, he was just, he was not a good actor in W. In my opinion. You know, like, I mean, his portrayal of Cold Powell was awful. <laughs> like, it was awful. Like, and I'm a person who grew up watching, who grew up with the Bush presidency and all that. Like, I, <clears throat> and the Bush presidency, of course, was the most terrifying presidency of all time. I don't know why a lot of people are saying Trump is like the worst president. It's like, dude, we had George Bush. <laughs> Do, do, do you know what he did? And and that's who George you know George Bush to me was the worst president in history, besides Herbert Hoover. <laughs> you know, and Jeffrey Wright played Colin Powell, and Colin Powell, if you ever watched the movie W. Colin Powell does not speak like he's Mr. T. Alright. Colin Powell is a very eloquent speaker. He has, you know, a firm voice, you know, and stuff. He did not speak like, Mr. President, I believe that Saddam Hussein did not, you know, have any involvement. He did not speak like that. I don't know what the fuck... I don't know what audio... Or what, you know... YouTube video... Uh, Jeffrey Wright watched. But he did not speak like this. Alright? <laughs> and God, I hope he uses that voice for Batman. Alright, Batman. I need you... To take down the thugs. Gotham. I hope he speaks like that. Because that would be worth it. <laughs> you have the Robert Pattinson Batman voice. You have the Jeffrey Wright Jim Gordon Batman voice. <laughs> that would be awesome. So what are you supposed to be? Batman? <laughs> like, I hope he does that voice. <laughs> like, shit. I would pay money. I would go see that movie twice. Probably three times. But. <laughs> uh, so. I mean, that's my, my thought of it. But Patton Oswalt. Besides, he showed everybody that he failed... He failed history. He's shown everybody that he... Well, he failed comedy, but now he failed history. Because <laughs> Patton Oswalt's a fucking idiot. So, Patton 
Patton spoke about, of course, responded to Donald Trump, where he, Donald Trump said, the United States of America will designate, will be designating Antifa as a terrorist organization. Patton Oswald, of course, responded, By saying 100%, I'm with you, Donald. Antifa has been a horrible, has been horrible so long. Here is some of the fascists running a perfectly good beach day in France. Wish you could have been there to stop them. And it's the photo of D Day. And he mocked the president for. Declaring you know Antifa as that, but he's also showing a group of U.S. a group of you know U.S. armed forces who were brave, who were storming the beach during World War II, being shot at by Nazis, actual Nazis. And he calls, you know, Dwight Eisenhower Antifa. Uh, He said, um, he also attempted to continue mocking a tweet from Ben Schwartz who reads, Wanted Antifa leader Dwight David Ike Eisenhower, destruction of the fascist property And here's the thing about it, like, um, FDR was president during the, you know, World War II, yeah. Oswald responded to Trump's, uh, Trump's declaration by saying, why would a white supremacist hiding in a bunker be so anti-fascist? Here's the thing about it, he was hiding in there because these people, I'm sorry, savages, were burning down stuff around the White House. There were, you know, Secret Service is there to protect the president. And if I remember correctly, um, <clears throat> Obama really didn't do much during protesting. He didn't condone the. If I remember correctly, I don't know if he condoned the actions of people. You know, yeah, Ferguson, if I remember correctly, I don't know if he did. It's been a while. Oswald wasn't the only celebrity trying to make compassion between World War II soldiers and modern-day rioters and looters. True Blood empowers actress Michelle Forbes wrote, My grandfather died 
in World War II, fighting the fascists, fighting fascists. I am his granddaughter. I am anti-fascist. I am Antifa. And Patton Oswalt matched Seth Rogen's <laughs> measly $50 donation <laughs> to the Freedoms Minnesota Freedom Fund to bail out. Here's what it is. Oswald hasn't only tried to mock the president, but he simply support an organization that is forming riots, looting, across numerous cities throughout the United States. But he also claimed that he is donating to an organization to pay out the, pay, paying the bail for individuals arrested during the riots. Actor indicated he matched the $50 donation, the measly $50 donation, from fellow actor Seth Rogen. The Minnesota Freedom Fund wants to end the cash wants to end the cash bail and have also indicated they want Minnesota Governor Tim Boltz to defund the police. These people are just <sighs> they're they're class A fucking idiots. This one cracked me up, by the way. An MSNBC reporter who, if I remember correctly, MSNBC uh, had a reporter who was saying, you know, it was just a peaceful protest. None, nothing destructive is happening, and yet behind him there's a building on fire. <laughs> like, they try so hard. They try so hard to give these people defense, but these... <laughs> so, this one kind of cracked me up. MSNBC reporter was struck by a firework while reporting on the George Floyd protests in Seattle. While reporting on the George Floyd protests in Seattle. You, you know, I, I'm not going to call it that because people who shoot fireworks set buildings on fire, looting. That's not the George Floyd protest. That is basically savage riots. Alright, I, I don't want to I don't want to associate George Floyd whose tragic, horrifying murder to a bunch of people who are using his name and murder to do what they want. I think, I honestly do believe there are people who are protesting for justice for George Floyd. And they, of course, revealed the cause and the cause of his death. And it was murder. The guy was on his neck. 
and on his back, suffocating him, and it is murder. So these people who are shooting fireworks, setting buildings on fire, causing chaos, are nothing but thugs, savages. So, anyway, on Monday, MSNBC reporter Jolene Kent was struck by what appeared to be a firework while pointing out how pointing out pointed and look at the tear gas canisters during the live broadcasting the moment came at 9:20 p.m. and 9:20 p.m. pacific as Kent and her camera crew were walking through a baseball field if you build it they will shoot fireworks <laughs> somewhere in the seattle capital neighborhood in the background what appeared to be clouds of tear gas could be seen as bystanders oh, sorry where am I at yep, while bystanders who are setting off fireworks first off time out why the fuck are you there where they're setting off fireworks I mean I seen Fox News reporters you stand off in a far distance going like alright you see that over there <laughs> Not these jokers in MSNBC. They're just like, we're going to go right to the action. It's like, why would you go there? (laughs) You know? Like... You people are just like idiots. So, as Kent explained... uh, Sorry, as Kent explained... That somewhere behind them, police were advancing on protesters. What appeared to be a projectile, some kind of some kind projectile of some kind came behind the camera and struck Kent in the left leg, bouncing on the ground beside beside her, where it began smoking. Though unstably shaken, Kent continued to report. Alright, I gotta play this fucking clip. Shit. (laughs) I gotta play that again. I like how she almost she got hit, and all of a sudden the dude's like, "You're good, you're good, good, good," and they start running. <laughs> I'm sorry if like if I got hit by a firework, I would throw it on the fucking microphone, and be like, "Fuck this, I'm out." I'd be like that one reporter who had to fly in the mouth. Let me find that clip because that clip was funny, where that reporter. <laughs> Reporter with the fly. (laughs) 
Here it is. It's alright. You're not late. So, <laughs> I'm watching this reporter. Anyway, I was talking about this story about this reporter on MSNBC. Not really the brightest network. Sends a reporter into a field, a baseball field, and gets hit by a firework. <clears throat> I mean, I get it that them doing this, they, w- they want, you know, the promo action video to get people's attention. Like, you remember that, that the protest? We were, we were there. We had a reporter on the ground, and we were there at that protest. That's what they want. This reporter got shot in the leg, and all of a sudden, the producers and people, security and people around are like, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay, and they start running. I mean, if seriously, if I got hit by a firework, I'd be like, fuck this, fuck this job, fuck this protest, I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> that's what I would do. But, but th- don't worry. The people who shot the firework or hit that reporter, they're going to get bailed out. Pat Oswalt, Seth Rogen, and Steve Carell, they're paying for that bail. They're going to get them out. You know, don't worry. They will. Like the four cops that got shot in St. Louis, don't worry. Steve Carell's got them covered. They're going to get bailed out. So, and I seriously think, I seriously think, and I said this in a tweet, that the people who had their businesses, their property, all that taken away, damaged, all that, they should protest celebrities. They should protest celebrities. They should stand outside their house, their home, and raise fucking hell on earth on those people. Because they act like behind a keyboard and their phone and their gated community, their security guards, their gates around their mansion, they are safe. They're safe. They're behind it. They're, they're, you know, they're they're safe. Nothing will happen to them. The people who who got their homes and their their property, their businesses, their livelihood destroyed and taken from them, they're gonna go see their movies. They're gonna see their their Netflix streaming service. They're gonna they're gonna give them money. 
and they're going to be entertained by them dancing and singing and acting in front of them. I don't think so anymore. People can see through the bullshit very quickly. And I think a lot of people are tired of the shit. I mean, there's been people who, of course, who had businesses destroyed. And they were on TV. And they're like, we've been closed for three months. We can't even make rent. And you just destroyed our business and our financial security. But, you know, it's okay. You're going to get bailed out by the Hollywood celebs. So, I mean, that's the thing that kind of pissed me off. And that's what's been bugging the living shit out of me. With these celebrities and stuff. I mean, I, you know, I watched, I turned on the news when I woke up. And 7-Eleven got destroyed. Of course, a lot of people made jokes like, what you want? <laughs> uh, yeah, the person who worked there, the person who's making a paycheck and living, and the persons who own it, oh yeah, they're laughing too. Four cops got shot. And a lot of people don't care. And it's, it's other, it's other anarchy and chaos out there and a lot of these people just don't care you know like I mean shit you had Stephen King who again I feel more bad for the van that hit him <laughs> than than him getting hit by the van Yeah. And the thing about it is And the thing about it is a lot of people don't realize that they are being played. The thing that, the thing, <laughs> the thing that that made me laugh and stuff is <laughs> Alexander McQueen executives after their businesses got looted and stuff. Businesses like Coach. Um. And all them, you know, throwing support for the protesters, looters, and all that. Their store got looted. <laughs> Coach got looted. Alexander McQueen. They got broken into and looted. <laughs> G 
Gucci looted. <laughs> it is hilarious that a lot of these places who are supporting the looters and rioters and all that got looted and I mean I'm sure the insurance company will pay for it it just it, it cracks me up it's just it, it's funny it's funny to watch these people who support these you know unlawful rioters and stuff and they're the ones getting robbed that's like, and I know this is going to sound morbid. I'm a, you know, I host a comic book, comic book podcast. That'd be like Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne going like, all right, here's our stuff. You can shoot us. It wouldn't make no sense. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense. And today also, um, speaking of comic books, I got something really cool. My local GameStop sent me this. I didn't buy it. They sent me a package. Because they found out that I host a podcast and stuff. And it's something old. Like They were like, this was in, store- in our back storage area and nobody bought it. So we're going to send it to you. It's something Batman. It's a mystery box. Um, my local GameStop sent me this, and it just came in yesterday. And I, it came in after the podcast show wrapped, and I didn't even know it. Because usually my security camera would notify me when someone showed up at my front door. And little did I find out, Lola unplugged it. <laughs> Lola unplugged my security camera. So this came in as a Funko box from GameStop. My local GameStop sent me this, uh, and I opened it, and it's really, really amazing. A Funko Pop Batman Gamer figurine, a keychain. A decal, a sticker decal. A button. that glows in the dark and a Pez candy dispenser that glows in the dark um, this was really cool I that they sent me and I like it's, it's really cool that they sent me these things and I really didn't want them like I just I was like no I don't need it like, I, I don't want it like and they're just like you're taking it <laughs> So, it's really cool that they sent me this, um, my local GameStop. Of course, I was in there, like, when I was, uh, I was in there, I was, like, one of the first three people in there when they reopened the store and all that, like, I was in there, hold on, let me shut the box. I was in there when they, uh, reopened, and. I was, you know, talking to them and and stuff. And it, it was just it's it's one of those things like I 
I feel like I, I said this before to people and I clarified it up. I'm with the protesters, the peaceful ones, the ones who want justice, the ones who are trying to get the word out that what this cop did. And this cop, I forget it, the, the cop that that did all this had a, had a record. And I think cops like that need to be exposed. Dirty cops who commit, you know, horrific things that violate human rights should be exposed, should be taken away from the police force. They should not be, they should not be a cop at all. And I'm with them on that. But I'm with these small business owners. I mean, shit, like comic book stores got looted. I mean, like, they had to, like, um, they had to board up a comic book shop that got its window busted out. So, anyway, uh, today also is the second, which means Catwoman 80. The 80th anniversary of Catwoman is out in stores. Um, Tom King, of course, wrote his Catwoman 80 story. Uh, Catwoman, Helena, it's out, so that's pretty cool, and I cannot wait to read it, I haven't ordered it yet, and I haven't gone to the comic shop to get it yet, so I can't wait to see what happens in that one, um, so... That's going to be awesome to see. And hopefully they... Hopefully it's, like, uh, coming out today. Like, I know a lot of people... Um, <clears throat> posted about it. And I hope it's in stores because... The way the whole COVID thing... The way the whole... Um, everything that happened... Things was, you know, pushed back and... New printers, new publishers, all that. Like, I mean, not new. They were down a publisher. <laughs> For those who don't know and remember, uh, you know, Didio left. So, And also, um, everything kind of like changed quickly with the whole DC and publishing thing and all that. Oh, here's a question. What do you think Tom King will ever finally release? Will finally release the Batman Catwoman book? I honestly don't know. I think that. I honestly think. 
and I know that I'm, I know I made a joke about this one about Tom King's Batman Catwoman. I think by the time he's done writing it, the world will be over by now. <laughs> like I honestly think, like he would be like, the book is done. Where is everybody? <laughs> Like, I honestly think that's how it's going to happen. Like, I just, I, I go like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway. So, <clears throat> this came in. Uh, reports are the Batman, Robert Pattinson's Batman, is finally moving forward again. The box office landscape was thrown into major questions with all major production all major movie productions have shut down worldwide. Matt Reeves, director Matt Reeves' holy anticipation of the DC reboot, Batman, is one of the projects the audiences have been most hopeful about seeing back into production. A new order to meet newly shifted 2021 release date. Well, it looks like it's finally happening. Robert Pattinson starts... Starring the, it's one of the most several. Uh, a starring film is one of the most several films that have been approved by the UK government to go back into work. The Guardian reported that the Batman, as well as the third Fantastic Beast film, has met country's new safety rules intended to protect the cast and crew from COVID nineteen. Uh. I like to ask how are you going to protect the world the word is uh, is that the approval is such measures and there's hope there's an early July as early July major filming operations in the UK will be able to get back to work this comes after production of the Batman which has only been running since the beginning of the year was shut down due to the coronavirus crisis during this pause in production, Reeves hasn't been edit hasn't been editing the film, but there's been reviewing dailies of footage already shot. Roughly a quarter of the film has been shot. The Batman has already been bumped from previous date from June twenty first, twenty one to I think October. I think if I remember correctly, but the person who wrote this article didn't put it in there. Um. It's probably the best news that the cast and crew of the ambitious new DC reboot has gotten some time. And while the delays have been giving folks behind the Batman a chance to focus up, focus up before jumping back in, there has been some sadness as a crew member of the a crew member of a crew member the crew member on the film was one of the many victims of the COVID nineteen has been claimed a miss. The current crisis. Yep, October first, twenty twenty one is when the film comes out. So they did write that in there. 
Hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, for me, I, I there's been a lot of films that Batman I've been like looking forward to <laughs> to seeing, but also I look forward to seeing the Justice League Snyder cut and. Yeah, there's been a lot of... I mean, like, I honestly don't think the Batman movie that Reeves is doing is going to be a reboot. Uh, maybe it will be. I don't know. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what Matt Reeves does with... Um, with does with his Batman movie. It, it, it looks interesting to see what happens. So, I mean, it's good news. They're getting back to work in July. So, I'm excited for that one. Oh, boy. Yep. There's one thing I've been looking for um, <clears throat> for a while is I've been looking for a conspiracy theories. I've been wanting to find some good old-fashioned conspiracy theories. Like I've been. I've been, like, I, I was on Phantom, Phantoms and Monsters, but i also been wanting to find conspiracy theories. I've been wanting to see what happens in conspiracy theories. I mean, we read the Seth Rich thing, and a lot of people have said it's a conspiracy theory. A lot of people say it's probably true, but... But, for me, I've been wanting to read something interesting. I mean, we did the... We did the Phantoms and Monsters, which is fun. I love reading those. But, before the show ever started, I was, like, really into conspiracy theories. I was kind of like what a lot of people view as the Dale Gribble. <laughs> Of, of things. You know. So. The New England Patriots Conspiracy. Oh, shit, I remember those. 
they did cheat, by the way. And the thing is, like, a lot of these conspiracy theories, a lot of them are true. <clears throat> Spygate, they did spy on people. And stuff. I do believe they did spy on people. Anyway, uh, let's get to, uh, let's read something from the, uh, huh. Let's read, uh, something from the Phantoms and Monsters thing. Here's one. Scary encounters. Bigfoot in cave. A Ouija creature. Voices from... Oh shit. Voices from hell. So, we'll start with three different stories. from Three encounters from different witnesses. Then we'll... Yeah, I think we'll wrap up the show quickly. Yeah. I don't know. So here is the three different stories. We'll start with one... Then we'll get to the other two. This is from CS on Phantoms and Monsters. My sister and I were in a cave. Oh, this is the cave one. This is the uh, Bigfoot and Cave. My sister and I were in a cave where the smell was disgusting. <laughs> when we went to leave, there was this big reddish thing standing against the wall now I know it was big, a Bigfoot I was 6 or 7 it was about I was 6 or 7 my sister was about 4 first off time out where the hell were your parents <laughs> like where the hell were your parents? You said you were six or seven, and your sister's four, and you're in a cave. Where were the parents? So, anyway, we were really scared, but let me tell you this it did not hurt us. It did not say anything. It just looked at us. Probably going like, where the hell were your parents? <laughs> it was covered with hair. Except the face. But I think it knew we were scared. We walked past it. It didn't follow us. And I am telling everyone... I think it is a sin to kill one of these. There is something about them that is not fully animal. We have never told anyone about this. 
I'm sure if you did, your parents would be like, where the hell were you? <laughs> another thing, we didn't, another thing, we did not get sick. We were so close to it that it could have put a, it could have put its hand out and grabbed us. Oh boy. Here is another one. Oh, this one's about the, uh, the something about the Ouija board. I don't like those things. I, I don't like those things. I don't think people should mess with them. So, here it is. My ex-husband told me when he was a teenager, him and his buddies were playing with the, uh, the board. I'm going to use that term. They had a lot of strange things happen to them. Anyway, the parents came home and freaked out because a bunch of, the, bunch of damage had been done. So they kicked all those terrified kids out. On, on their way home, a black-cloaked creature was following them, peeking at them from be, peeking at them in front of the parked cars. My ex also said that this creature was about three feet tall and followed them. Followed them to another friend's home. He ended up. He ended up getting picked up by his parents. I believe him without a doubt. When our kids wanted to play with the board, with the board, he flat out refused to let them. Then told him his story. That is creepy. I, 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 I don't think people. I, I remember one time I saw that they were selling. I was at this um, antique mall, and I was, I was there. I was there with, you know, <laughs> I was, I was at the, uh, sorry, I'm watching King of the Hill and I'm like laughing. So I was at the Eureka Antique Mall. And I was looking for comic books. Like they have a lot of like a lot of cool things. When you go up there, at times they have either um, Hot Wheel cars. Sometimes they have like comic book ones, and sometimes they have comic books. And I don't know what the fuck Lola is doing now. So I'll be right back.
Alright, I'm here. She was causing more mayhem and mischief because the kittens that, that we had kittens <laughs> uh, over the weekend. And, I mean, they're not like newborns. They are like, I think they're like six weeks old or something like that. Like, And now they're on the porch. <laughs> I don't know how they got on the porch. And now Lola is like freaking out because I take it in her mind. She's thinking like, oh my god, they're going to move in the house. And now she's like freaking out. Um... I don't know if it had to do with it, the comments I was making. Like, if those cats, if those kittens show up on the porch, we're bringing them in. <laughs> I don't know if she's, like, freaking out about that, so. Anyway, back to my story. I was... I've been hearing a lot of weird things going on lately. Like, all I hear is, like, this thumb. Like a hammer. And now it sounds like a police radio thing. So, I was at the Eureka Antique Mall, and it was like way, way back. Um, and I was looking for comics. I was like, I'm one of those people, like, I like going to places and see if they have anything interesting that stands out. So, I was looking for comics. And it was me and my dad. We we would just go there and like look around to see what they have. Sometimes they have like things that he's looking for, like outdoor decorations or something, or something unique. So I was like walking around, and yeah, like they had Hot Wheel cars, which are really cool. They have, you know. Um, typewriters, anytime I see it, I think of Murder, She Wrote, and I was, I was, there's a couple of funny things that happened, I was like right at the far end of the store, on the right, far right of the store, and I, (laughs) I couldn't believe what I found, what I saw, and I thought like, and I asked the worker, I asked the person who, like, was there, like, hey, do you guys have comics? Like, they're like, oh, no, no, we don't have comics. You know, we don't, we don't sell those. We don't, we don't have them. I was like, really? You guys had comics last time? I was here. yeah, yeah, but the seller of that, of that area is gone and went somewhere. And no, we don't have comics. Which I was just like, eh, this place sucks. <laughs> so I was at the far right of the store and I saw like some I saw like um some like action figures and they were the Buffy the Vampire ones and I was just like oh that'd be so cool but they the person who was selling it wanted $25 each for each figure 25 bucks and I thought like no (laughs) like no, no thank you. But the one thing I saw I was just like, really? You people sell you sell this? In an antique mall of all places. The seller of that area had Playboy magazines. 
Magazines of nude women. In an antique mall. And I just was like, what? <laughs> and I just couldn't believe it. I remember, like, I remember going, this is, this is fucked up. <laughs> and, and I called my sister, and I was just like, you don't believe the shit I just found at Antique Mall. <laughs> like it was just like one of those things like and as we were talking we were walking and she's like oh I'm sure that's not the worst thing that you could find there and it was just like and I all of a sudden look I'm like no I found the worst thing there is it was a board she goes they have one of those there I was like, yeah. She goes, then what the fuck kind of antique mall is this? I was like, I don't know, but I don't like it. <laughs> and that was like the one thing that, that, you know, as a person just kind of aggravates me. Like, it's like a lot of people sell stuff like that. Like, and I know a lot of, like, I mean, like, here's the thing about it. And I made this comment. <laughs> I was like, who would buy magazines of nude women and they have the internet? <laughs> like, because the internet is kind of like a gross place. Sometimes you use the internet and you're like, I feel dirty. So, <laughs> that's what kind of made me laugh a bit with the store and stuff. And I, I love going to comic shops. I... I love going to Half Price Books. I really enjoy that Half Price Books is open for I don't know how long because, you know, they already moved the protest from St. Louis and they're going into St. Louis County. There's talks of it. And for me, that's one thing that I I find really scary at times is that stores are going to be closed back up and shit like that's going to happen and because of you know shit like that and you know for me like the thing that kind of bothers me and I kind of want to talk about this one as well before we you know wrap up the show and all that is the mask thing the whole mask thing um six flags of course like i i I made this art i think i talked about this yesterday i don't know if i did i feel like i didn't cover it enough is six flags of course announced that they are not going to be opening hurricane harbor and by the way there's a trash truck i think a trash truck i don't know think a u-haul or no a, a tow truck six flags of course announced that they might not open hurricane harbor because of the COVID, <laughs> because of cdc thing 
the more they talk about, the more that they talk about things like this, like, you have to wear a mask throughout the entire park. It's going to be 100 degrees. Nobody's going to fucking go. And you're outside. <laughs> and I know there's stores, but the stores leave their doors open. They air that shit out. <laughs> um, the thing about it is... I don't feel safe with Six Flags doing that. I don't. I don't feel safe at all. I mean, why would anyone want to wear a mask... If you're either an employee... Or a consumer going to a park... Why would you wear a mask during 100 degree weather? And here's the thing about it. Like here in Missouri, it it gets hot as hell in the state. You got the heat and you have the humidity. It gets doubly hot as hell. And I don't think it's a safe thing for people to wear a mask when they're outside in the heat and humidity going on roller coaster rides. And I've been to Six Flags. It gets really hot there. You have to carry water bottle and you drink water as you walk around the park and sometimes the water rides like log flume, tsunami soaker, and of course tidal wave was torn down. Uh so there's not many water rides. Like Thunder River, sorry. Don't, don't want to forget Thunder River. They are all... You know, the lines are long. People are going to get hot and they're going to get overheated. And they're going to have a heat stroke. Don't they realize that? And... The thing is, like, I know Six Flags is like, we're doing this for... C you know, I understand they're doing it for the CDC thing... But, and I know they're in St. Louis County, and St. Louis County is all fucked up and kinds of it, you know, fucked up. All kinds of fucked up, <laughs> really. But, you're in the park, and you're there to have a good time. Why force people to wear a mask? Like, I, I go to the park, and I, I will admit to this, like, I go to the park to walk my dogs... I don't wear a mask. I I don't. Because I know I'm in the park. But there's not many people around. Well, there's barely any people around. Because I get up early and walk the dog at like 6 in the morning at times. But there's not people around. And also, when there's people around at the park, they keep their social distance. I mean, they've done it before social distancing. <laughs> you know, but... The thing is... You know, people at Six Flags... Like, I've been to Six Flags... And... People at Six Flags... They don't get up in your space. They don't get in your personal space. Unless you're hugging Bugs Bunny... Then by all means do it. But people at Six Flags and other places, they know people's personal spaces. They know not to invade someone's personal space and not, you know, 
get up close in them. Now, I think that, honestly, it's just ridiculous that you're going to have people wear masks in 100-degree humid weather. I think it's utterly ridiculous. It's not going to work. And it's, I honestly don't think it's safe for anybody to go there. I, I honestly don't. I think it's utterly ridiculous. And a lot of people are going to find other options to do things for the summer. They're going to go camping. They're going to go fishing. They're going to go canoeing. They're going to do whatever they want to do. But it's, again, ridiculous that you're closing a water park in the summer. I I think it's ridiculous. You're in the water park. <laughs> you're in water. And plus, they clean that water park a lot you know they have like uh, the the giant pool thing where they have the waves and stuff they get people they make people get out of the wa- uh, the water so they, they the pool could clean itself and people could get back in um, it's ridiculous I know but it's safe you know but again you're closing a water park it's dumb and again, they closed uh, a pool place for the summer. Again, it's ridiculous. So I have a feeling that a lot of swimming po- swimming pools are going to be gone. <laughs> I, have a, I have a feeling in my gut that a lot of people are going to buy swimming pools and go swimming. <laughs> like so. Anyway. Uh, we're wrapping up the podcast and stuff because my neighbor's really loud. So, um, I'll be back tomorrow. And tomorrow's episode, we're going to talk about something really cool. I found out that they did Batman Live show back in the day. So, we're going to talk about that tomorrow. So, I'll be back tomorrow. And, uh, y'all be safe and social distance. Sounds like they're changing the tire. (laughs) You're amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you, love. Batman Live. Yeah, they did a show back in the day. I don't know how they did it, but... Sounds really cool. 